Amen. Thank you. Awesome time of worship. Appreciate that so much. Very sweet, very precious. Glory. Okay, the opening text. Let's just go for it. 2 Kings 6.15. This will be uh, the New Living Translation. And it simply states, And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? And it kind of, I can relate this to... Um, our modern time, because it seems like, uh, I guess when uh, us Christians decided to sleep, we slept sound, and slept for a long time, because it seems like we're kind of uh, starting to uh, arise out of our slumber, and it looks like we're totally surrounded by evil, and, and by every position, you know, and these judges, and all the various things that seem to be going on in our nation, and the, the news that you hear over and over and over, and I just jotted down a few. We mentioned this morning about Egypt, and it said that the extreme Muslims are, are hunting them down. That what you saw this morning as they were praising God, Yeshua. And some more here, just local stuff. And it's just like, man, God, this is just constant. Everything, we totally seem to be surrounded by this, and it's overwhelming and overpowering at times. Some of the write-ups in the news yesterday was bakery investigated for refusing to bake lesbian wedding cake. I mean, who just thought America would come down to this? Being investigated. Some mom-and-pop business, maybe. A bakery. And then it goes on, and even other things. It says, UN nuke reactors vulnerable for terror attack. I mean, it's just a notice like, alas, oh my gosh, how did all this happen? And other ones that I read, Big Brother watching more than Obama has acknowledged. I mean, I, I do at times. I look at my cell phone differently thinking, man, this is overpowering. What can I do? God, what on earth can I do against technology that can spy on me that I don't even know is happening? And then it goes on and says, and, I, and I'm, even in my own heart, I'm going, well, this figures because I am at this time in life it says, now is the worst time financially for seniors in 10 years. And I'm going, great, great God. Seriously, if you are into that book, remember the Harbinger, the study, the, um, oh, I forget what he called the collapse of the um, finances. Happened in 2007. Remember he put it up, what was the big Jewish word? Thank you for all listening and <laughs> begin with an S. Uh, I don't know. That's close. You remember it anyway, the big collapse? Okay, and then I'm looking at that and I'm reading that and it just, just sounds really strong and really powerful. And I'm thinking, well, geez, I wonder if another one's going to happen because we've been kind of planning some things in 2015 will be the year that I could finally get some Social Security money, I think. And I'm looking at this, it's 2008, and I'm going, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, eight and seven more years, is 2015, I'm going, God, not my Social Security. I mean, just really, uh, uh, seriously, I don't know what you think, but I think about that, and, and all these other things that are going on, and a bakery, and then 
all the stuff that's going on in Egypt before I even found the video that we saw this morning. And I too can find myself, oh my goodness, God, what the heck am I supposed to do, Lord? Just me, me. Well, okay, let's look at Psalms 37. I think that us as American Christians are probably have been entering a time now that we have never really been forced to enter before. And that entering the time is that you are really going to have to know and learn how to live literally by the Word of God. I mean, you could kind of love the Lord and love everything else for years in America. Root for your team. Go get yourself a burger. Fill your car up with gas. All this sorts of stuff. And still love the Lord. And a lot of this stuff now we're being boxed in more and more. Actually, Christians are not really... Uh, desired in our nation. Uh, Christians are now in the minority. The Protestant believers, if you want to even look at that, are now in the minority in our nation for the first time ever in our nation. And so you just kind of look at all this stuff and, man, if you don't run to the Word of God, you're just going to run. Not knowing where, you'll just run. Like the story I told about being lost in the woods, I just ran. I didn't know where I was going. I just ran, panicked, didn't know what to do. And this is what's going to happen to us if you don't make sure you're grounded and just say, Lord, I, I know what I see, I know what I hear, but I'm hanging on to this and this alone. And this is where we are. And 37.1 is your prescription to what's going on around us. The very first few words, fret not thyself. Now we are all gold medalists at worrying and fretting. I mean, that's what we do, whether it's over a job, over bills, over your health, what, oh, whatever it's over, we constantly worry. Constantly. So he goes and says, fret not thyself because of evildoers. Everything that we're looking about and going, oh my goodness, are you kidding? In God we trust a coin made in America without that. Lord, they want God stricken out of all. What? Evildoers. And God is saying, for you and I, by the word of God, don't fret over that. Don't fret thyself because of evil doers. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. People are getting masses of amount of money accumulating upon themselves over and over and over. Driving cars that you and I can't even look at the sticker. God says, don't be envious of them. And don't fret telling you what to do. Just as you go to the doctor and you say, man, doc, my leg just won't work anymore. And he'll tell you what to do. Take three of these, do this, and you'll be fine. And most likely you'll do it. And so God now is speaking to us in a spiritual sense. Take this, walk this way, and do it. You'll be fine. Not saying that all this is going to all go away, but God says, I'll keep you in it. I'm the Prince of Peace. Don't fret. See, we can no longer just casually thumb through the Word of God and pick out these cool little promises from some little promise box. We must live by the Word of God. It's telling us, don't fret. And if that's all we do is fret, that we better climb up the ladder of God and get a little closer to Him. 
Till we start sensing that peace that passes all understanding. This is the word. You're not supposed to be running around fretting and worrying. But we do. All the time. Fret can mean, means to burn. You can burn with worry and burn with anger. We understand burning with anger. But you can burn with worry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And just about any medical doctor will tell you what, 50% if not more of our problems physically are from worry. And you can see how you can burn out your organs and your ability to live and sustain life from worry. Burn. I mean, I, I got this message over there, and I'm thinking about it. Had it for this morning. I'm thinking about something else concerning the ministry. That's two years down the road. Something that I might have to face. I'm thinking, oh, that's stupid. I am. I'm going to present a message telling them not to fret. And I'm walking here thinking about how dumb. God says in His Word, "Don't fret about what you see and you're constantly hearing now going around." Thinking it, how did we ever get? It doesn't mean we're not supposed to do anything. It tells us what to do here. But right off the bat, it says, this is what you do. Don't burn with worry. Don't burn with fret. Don't stay up all night and say, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Oh, alas. Worry means anxiousness, anxiety, agonizing over things that you have no control over. I mean, I don't know if they can flip a switch and my uh, cool iPhone becomes some hidden secret microphone or something. I don't know. God says, don't sweat it. Don't fret. Don't worry. Worry is thoughts, images, and emotions of a negative nature. God says, don't let that in you. He's telling us in Psalms 37, read the whole psalm. And then you've got to live by it, not just read it. When worry jumps on you, and it will from nowhere. I mean, I have this message, and I've had it, and all of a sudden I started thinking about something else. Where did it come from? Fiery darts, and they hit us, and we've got to make a decision. Either you entertain the thought, give it coffee and cookies, and sit down and mull it over, or you pull it down and come against it. God told me by faith not to fret. But how, but how, but how? I don't know. That's exactly what we are called to do. Multitudes that profess to be Christians are going to be swept away with worry and fret as it gets worse. I mean, there's no turning in America. Anybody see it yet? I, I do not see it coming. Still don't. I hope, but I don't see it. And so God tells us, don't you dare fret yourself because of evildoers. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. Don't be envious of those who play the game with the money system. Those who lie to receive more of this and more of that and you're trying to work and maybe have two jobs and start to see various things. God says, oh, no, 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 no. Don't you be envious of that. Don't you be envious of evildoers. 
So you don't fret, burn, or worry. God says, don't do that. Don't worry and be envious of the evilness that's going around you. The wrongdoers that seem to be accumulating wealth upon wealth and various things that you can't even think of doing. And then all the anti-Christian and all the various things coming against us that's going on. The latest one, did you see the back in whenever, whichever Bush it was, I think it was George Bush was president, and the guy in the rodeo put on a fake George Bush clown mask. You know, everybody laughed and chuckled. And then they did it this year. They put on a fake Obama mask. He's being investigated. He's fired. He can never work again. It's like, how did, when did, why? Alas, God, what can we do? God says, I'm telling you, don't fret. Don't fret for evildoers. This is what you got to do. Because this is what's going to happen. You are called to walk by faith. This is what will happen. Verse 2 says, For they shall soon be cut down like the grass. They will. They will soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Now, Ruth and I love taking care of our front yard, or our, our yard, period, and flowers all over the place. But there's a certain time of the year, about this time now, you can see where your flowers are starting to be spent. They just don't have that sharpness and greenness and flower, and they're just starting some brown now to show. And they, I mean, it's like we just planted them, you know, like May, late May, because we had late frost this year, remember? And it's June, July, and they're already, that's what God says is going to happen to them. Just like the various things that just started to grow, Less than 90 days later, they're showing that they're spent, their time, they're still blooming, but they're not quite as green. And God says, that's what's going to happen to the evildoers. Soon, this is going to happen. Soon. And God says, because of that, don't fret. You have to believe that by faith. Believe it in God. The next verse tells us what to do. How to do this, God. Trust in the Lord. And I noticed that everybody's not running and getting their paper saying, say that again, that's really deep. Now it's obvious, right? Trust in the Lord. But we as Americans just kind of casually have been in the Word for a number of years. We kind of don't have that, what they have in Egypt, because we've just been okay to serve God at any length of degree or depth that you want. But now all of a sudden we're hurting to go, what? Not in God we trust, it's not on the coin. What? What, are they, what do you mean? Investigate it? Are you kidding? i got to watch what I say from the pulpit in America. God says, don't fret. But what do I do then, God? What do I do? Because I do fret. Trust in the Lord. That's it. Do you understand? This is it. you got to learn to trust in this. Trust in it. Not just kind of a book. you got to trust in it. And that's what God says. Trust in the Lord. Look, and what else? And do good. Don't go hide in a cave and buy your dry bananas. Do good in the midst of this. In the midst of, oh my gosh, oh my God, where are, going? where are you going? Keep putting on the restoration. Keep doing what you're supposed to be doing. Keep doing good until it holds off. And God says, and still don't fret. 
that's what we got to do. That's what we must attain and be. And it's by faith. Because none of us can go, by golly, I'll do it. No, no, no. It's totally trusting in the Lord. Trusting in God. Knees are knocking. Voice are quivering. But God, let me do it. Let me do it, Lord. For you. Trusting in the Lord. Fretting not. Not worrying. Not burning with worry. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land. Look what else he says. Look at this one. And feed on faithfulness. Feed on it. As you trust in the Lord. And that word trust simply means to have confidence in safety. You can be safe in the Lord if you feed on it. Feed on faithfulness. Feed on it. It's not just looking at it and saying, oh, yeah, God's faithful. No, it's feeding on it and getting it in you. We're known for eating wrong in America. And a lot of times, most of the times, our bodies show it. Spiritually also, we're known for eating wrong in America. And our commitment and our faith and trust in God shows it. I never saw that before there. Feed on faithfulness. As you trust, as you have confidence in this, and know that your safety is in this, God says, don't take pictures of it, don't hang it around your neck, don't make t-shirts, feed on it. Eat it. Faithfulness of God. Look it up, look it up, and eat them. The faithfulness of God. That's how you trust in the Lord, and that's how you not fret. Who knows what tomorrow's going to Who knows? India has nukes. Pakistan has nukes. They hate each other. Any, any given moment. So it's verse 3 says, Trust in the Lord and do good. You continue to function as a woman and a man of God. Whatever we need. Whether we need another singer, whether we need another preacher, whether we need another VBS worker, whether we need another Sunday school teacher, whether we need another usher, whatever we need. Continue to do good, God says. Don't go hide somewhere. Do good. Dwell in the land and feed. Feed. Man, I am a cave dweller. I hide in caves. Set my life up in a cave and like it until the holy arm of God comes in, grabs me by the neck, and drags me out. And so I have not made you to be a cave dweller. You are to be a city, a light on top so all can see. All can see. So let's do some feeding on faithfulness. Simple. Hebrews 10.23 tells us, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. How can we do this, God? For He is faithful that promised. I can hold fast without flip-flopping. I love Him today, I don't tomorrow. I, I want to today, I better tomorrow. I think I should, I don't want to. Without wavering! And hold fast to it. How? Why? I can't. I don't have it. But he does. He is faithful. That promised it. Faithful. 
trustworthy. This is how you get through the nonsense and the insaneness that's going on around us. Your money's not going to work. It just isn't. It's going to fail. You cannot have all your peace and trust in that. It's got to be, let us hold fast the profession of our faith. What? Jesus is my Lord! Also knowing 1 John 1, 9, you're to feed on this stuff. Because we are imperfect, because we wrestle still with the sin nature, you have to ask God for forgiveness time and time, for whatever reason. Well, 1 John 1, 9 tells us if we confess our sins, He is faithful. God never gets sick and tired of me. He is faithful, and I'm to feed on that. This one that I'm trying to walk straight and I have so much difficulties because of this drunken nature that's in me that wants to lust over everything. God said, I'm faithful. You can count and trust me. Feed on that. Even if we end up like that pastor that we've been praying for, locked up. I mean, the letters that he smuggles out and he's reading are like, oh my gosh, this guy shames me. How can he? Because God has been faithful to him. To come to him when no one else can. To speak to him. God will never leave you nor forsake you. The word of God said, feed on that. As you trust in the Lord, as you do good, as you refuse to fret and worry, God says, feed on my faithfulness. Sometimes stuff can get really hard and tough when you're bringing up a young family, lots of them, and lots of times you're seeing the mother say, well, I don't need that much, and they pass their food on to their children. This is what you got to do. You got to pass this stuff on to your children. It's an absolute must. Passing baseball and football, and those are passing idols that will soon crumble. This and this alone will last. Faithfulness means loyal, constant steadfast. I mean, I would think that every woman in here would want that in a husband. Loyal, constant, steadfast. Just love me. Be loyal. The same with every husband wanting from his wife. Just be mine. And God is saying to you and I, that's what I am to you. Don't fret because of the evildoers. Because of the foolishness that's going on in your land. Don't be envious of those who are accumulating wealth evilly and wrongfully. Don't let that enter in you, God says. Read all of Psalms 37 when you can. As you read on in Psalms 37, God laughs at what they're doing. They accumulate this wealth and they got this plan and this strategy to take over the world or drive Christianity from America. Whatever it is, God laughs. You know why he laughs? Because it says he sees their end. He sees their end and laughs. 
you and I put on your prophetic glasses, you can see their end. God tells you they're going to be cut down like grass. The next time you go cut grass and all that stuff spitting out, there they are. They're done for. God says they're going to be cut down in the grass. And if you, you don't rake it up or whatever, you'll soon see it obvious in your yard as it dries and withers and changes color because it's dead. It's been cut off. God said, that's what I'm going to do to all you are worrying about, to all those that you are fretting over. That's their end. God says, don't fret or worry because you know their end. Remember the Rocky fights? The first one, I'm going, oh my gosh. No, the second one, I'm going, he's going to lose again. Oh, if I watch it tonight, I'm going to be, Why? Why am I not going to be all psyched and pumped about it? Because I know the end. He wins. Adrian! <laughs> you know too, right? Okay, well, we were watching an old, old, old with Mickey Rooney the other day, and he's in a fight. And again, we were like, I said, this is like Rocky. I'm going like this. You don't know if he's going to win or lose. But once you find out the end... You're like, I ain't worried about it. He just looked like he's getting pounded, but he wins. We just look like we're getting pounded, but we win. It could be Rocky 1, 2, 3, 1,000, 1, 900. I still win. And I'll probably still get beat up through it all, but eventually God takes my arm and goes like this, and I win. Isn't it true? That's why God is telling you and I, see, if you fret and worry, you'll be no good to God in these last days. You'll be hiding in your little cave. When God says, dwell in the land and do good. Let them all see and don't fret. That's what he's telling us. Because God says, I'm loyal, I'm constant, and I am steadfast. I am faithful. Deuteronomy 7.9 tells us this. Know therefore the Lord thy God. He is God, the faithful God. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. He's the faithful God. The Lord God. We have got to know that more than just seeing print on a screen. We have got to know that song deep in here more than just the great I am in here. Then you'll sing a song for 10 minutes in a row. Can we know it and believe it and need it and long for it? Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keeps covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments. How long? To a thousand generations. Thousand generations. I'm already mid-60s, and I saw my generation and my, my children's generation now, and I'm, I'm already running out of steam physically. God says, I got it for a thousand. A thousand generations. What? God says, I am. And he constantly reminds me that he's faithful. And he constantly reminds us as little sheep, scaredy cat sheep, don't fret. Don't worry. I got this. That's what God's telling you. I got this. 
Now, if you act like a donkey and do stupid things, God will let you pay the price. So you understand what I'm talking about. You and I are to love this and walk by this. Feed on it. Feed on it. Eat it. Live it. Becomes a part of you. <clears throat> that word feed, feed on his faithfulness, that means supply with power. There's where your power comes from. Same thing in the natural. You don't eat right, you're not going to have much juice. You don't eat at all, you're going to decay and fall dead because you need that. You need the vitamins and the proteins and all the various things. Same thing in the supernatural, if even more so. God says, feed on this, and I will supply you with power to believe and not fret. So God says, feed, eat, get nourished, get the vitamins, get the proteins that you can get from the Word of God. Feed on His faithfulness that will supply you with power to continue this walk. One Samuel twelve twenty two says, "For the Lord will not forsake His people, for His great name's sake." Look, listen to this. Because it hath pleased the Lord to make you His people. Most of us struggle with God. <laughs> Loved me, I don't, failed him again. God probably doesn't care. And God, the Word of God says, feed on this. It pleases me that you're mine. Even when I have to take you to the woodshed. When I had to deal with my children, I didn't all of a sudden not like them. I dealt with them because I loved them. And God says, it pleases me that you're mine. Even over your stumbling, not walking that cool and great, and your God says, It pleases me. Feed on that, doubters. As I sit at that table a lot, I do feed on that. You are pleased with me. You want me. To be your son. You are happy that I am. You're, after all these years and attempts, you are pleased that I am. Yes, I'm pleased. Oh, can I have another helping of that? Please, God said. Feed on that. Oh. I'm so thankful for that. I am constantly living, it seems like an unworthy state. Not that I'm ever to feel worthy. It's not that, it's just the bombardment at times. And God says, hold up, look at this. God says, I will never forsake my people for my great name's sake. Not only that, God said, it pleases the Lord that I am his son, pleases me, God says. Feed on that, daughters and sons. Eat that. Get another portion of that. In spite of your failures and trip-ups and disappointments and heartaches and mistakes and ordering the wrong stuff and say, sorry, God, and feed on this. 
you love me. You are so pleased that I'm your daughter. Thank you, God. Listening to testimonies off of the computer, an exotic dancer was giving her testimony, overwhelmed that God would love her. Overwhelmed because of the lifestyle, the debauchery, man after man after man. She felt like trash, was trash. She was called low life because that's what she was. She said she was overwhelmed that God would love her. That's how powerful love is. Feed on that. Psalms 37 again, verse 7 says, Rest in the Lord. Some of you have no clue on how to rest. Constantly trying to prove your worth or get God's favor. Just rest in the Lord. Rest in what He says. Rest. Rest in the fact that God is pleased that you're his daughter or son. Rest in it. Yeah, but, yeah, but I, I got to run the sweeper some more. I got to make it look nice. Just rest that God loves you. Loves you. Because you know we live in this world that performs to, you know, receive all the accolades. America's got talent. Well, if I went... Started singing, I go, eh, eh, eh. It's another rejection. And so we put that into the Word of God. God says, I don't work that way. God says, everything that have breath, praise the Lord. Not everything, everybody that can sing. Everybody that have breath, praise me. Even me, God, I can't hit a note, Lord. I would love to sing. Praise me. You'll never hear God hit the end. We bring that kind of stuff into our walk with God, and God says, hold on. This is not a performance walk. This is a walk of faith. Simple faith. Faith, I still in what? In me and what I said and what I think about you. I think we're always quick to go back to performing. Quick. Rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for him. Look, do not fret because of him who prospers in his way. All these rotten deals they make and all these big things on the money they make on the side. God says, oh my gosh, I know the end. I know their end. He said, don't even fret because of that who prosper in the way because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. And they do. We'll say we have to buy this land. We'll buy it for a nickel on an acre. And we'll sell it for 10000 an acre. Because we'll. All oh, that stuff we know is going on. When Katrina came through. Remember the senator was getting big army trucks. To try to get back to his house. Because of why. He had something like $60,000 frozen in his refri- uh, freezer. In the basement. A senator or a legislator, somebody from Louisiana. You're thinking, what? My gosh, what have we come to? God said, don't fret. Don't fret about them. God says, I know their end. Verse 8 tells us this. Cease from anger. 
Stop going, stupid Muslims. We ought to nuke them all. And then we see something like this morning. We go, my gosh, I could be in heaven praising God beside. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Look, look at this last few parts. Do not fret. Why? It only causes harm. Do I have to define that any further? When you come home and your wife's, oh, what are we going to do to these bills? Does it ever cause good? Or the guys, whatever they do, does it ever cause good? Look, live by the word of God. God says, you feel fret and worry and you're starting to burn inside. God says, nothing good ever comes from that. Get a hold of me. Stop it. Put on some worship, hit your face, do something. It only causes harm. If you forget everything today, remember that little phrase. Psalms 37, 8, fretting, worrying, burning over things only causes harm. Spiritually, physically, emotionally, harm. So the one who's all-knowing says, don't, don't fret. I know what it causes. I know what will come from it. Because we don't see, we don't get it, but we're called not to see and get it. And we can, God says don't. Okay, God, I got to make that a priority. I'm given to that, but I will run to you. I will pull down evil imagination. I will cast them far from me, God, quickly. Remember, God says, get rid of them quickly before they get a foothold and anchor in you. God says, it will only cause harm. Let that sink in. 37.9 says, For evildoers shall be cut off. But us, those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. God says, I'm I'm showing you the end. Those who seem to be top dog and have everything right now are going to be cut off and have nothing. And those who wait upon me... God, I don't know what's going on, Lord. I'm doing my very best. God, pull down worry, Lord. I give it to you, God. I can't stand what I see. Lord, help me to make it through. We'll inherit the earth that weighed upon God. Do you trust that? Do you believe that? I mean, people never learn. They just never learn. I mean, as far back as you can think, those who have had money showered on them. Read in the paper. Marilyn Monroe commits suicide. Probably murdered. Elvis Presley, fined on the bathroom floor, overdosed. It's still going on today. Same thing. Same thing you think. Well, wait a minute. I'm not telling you. I'm not. 
They can't help it. They just do it. Because only God is life. They will be cut off. Evildoers shall be cut off, the Bible says. Psalms 37.10 says, For yet a little while, and the wicked shall be no more. They're not going to end up being second place and we're first, which would be cool enough. God says, no, 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 they're not even going to be any more. There's going to be no more. And because of that, God says, what are you worrying for? I mean, how many times have you had your little circumstances? And you're, oh, and then God brings you through. Wouldn't want, and don't you even say, man, just one time, can I just walk faithfully through it, always believe in God? Even when everything looks horrible and it comes to pass, and I said, I knew it! Instead of, okay, I'm trying. And he comes through, and you go, oh, for Pete's sake, God, will I ever learn? No. Doesn't seem like it. Experience. Talking from for yet a little while, the wicked shall be no more. Indeed, look, you will look carefully for his place, but it shall be no more. Whoever they are. Absolutely, total, completely, no more. God said, that's a promise to you and do I. So God said, what are you worried about? Rocky, what are you worried about? You win. You saw the end. You win. And yet we still worry. I mean, geez, how ludicrous would you think I was if I invite you all to my house for Rocky True? And I'm going, oh my gosh, I can't watch, I can't watch, I can't watch. Does he win? Does he win? I can't watch. You're going, jerk. <laughs> right? Isn't it true? I mean, what are they, 20 years old? And he always wins. And I'm going to sit there and think this time he's, well, Rocky, that's what we do. We keep thinking that God's not going to win. We're insane. Psalms 37 11 says, but the meek, which is the humble, shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Testimony of crack addict, and, and I'll probably show these on Wednesday. Uh, talking about how steep he was into it. You'll see it, and he talks about the unbelievable abundance of peace, peace, peace he's got. Right there, because God is faithful. He's true to the humble, to those who admit, oh my gosh, God, what have I been doing? And humble themselves before God shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Verse 12 says, the wicked plots against the just. Aren't they? Aren't they in our nation now? Starting to plot against us? Chaplains that want to pray in Jesus, out. Thrown out of our military. And then we want to pray for them when they go to war. Wicked plot against the just and gnash at him with his teeth. This is what's happening now in our day. But God said, don't sweat it. You win. Look, 13 says, the Lord laughs at him, for he sees that his day is coming. 
This is what God does. Verse 14 says, The wicked have drawn the sword, have bent their bow to cast down the poor and needy, to slay those who are of upright conduct. You and I. 15 says, Their sword shall enter their own heart. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to happen, but they're going to go, I'm going to slay you, I'm going to kill you, and they're going to go, and they're going to drop dead. All through the word, you see it. Ambushments, and they start killing each other. You walk around, pick up the spoils. I mean, you didn't even take your sword out. And God says, this is what's going to happen to them. Their sword shall enter their own heart, and their bows shall be broken. A little that a righteous man has is better than the riches of many wicked. That five bucks in your pocket is worth everything. More than the five billion that the wicked have. That's what God says. The little that you have as a righteous man is better than the untold riches that they have. Psalms 37, 25, look at this. Those of you with any age of serving God can proclaim this. I have been young and now I am old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. Ruth and I have been serving God for 40 years next year, and there's not one time that we can think of. Not one. Whether it's us or anybody else. Now come on, all these people over 40 years, God had to slip up once, miss somebody. No, never. Probably didn't answer it the way you wanted it, but never slipped up. Never. A stripper, exotic woman, dancer, got saved and kept that job up for three weeks, I think, or three days. I can't remember. I think it was three weeks. She got saved, but she didn't even know she was saved. This was all done by God and her weeping and crying. And, and she said, and in those three weeks that she kept working, she had more money thrown at her. Than ever before, and you think, oh, God wouldn't. He was making the heathens throw all kind of money. And in the meantime, he had her bump into a person that said, What? You're saved. I am. And when she got it, the next time she went to work, she was sick in her stomach and quit. Couldn't work, couldn't stand it. But even still, before her knowledge and revelation, what was going on? God was throwing money like never before. God said, I'll take care of you. Why do you fret and worry? Why do we? He said, I've seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a native green tree, just spreading out. We're going, and that's what's happening now. We're like, is there no end to this? Look at this. They're taking over this. They're taking over that. They're taking over. We're being pushed out of everything. Yet, he passed away, and behold, he was no more. Indeed, I sought him, but I could not. He could not be found. Who? The wicked people that are in great power. Mark the blameless man and observe the upright, for the future of that man is peace. Mark me. Not bragging, other than on God. My future is peace. God says, mark that person. Upright, why? Because of the blood of the Lord Jesus applied to my life. God says, mark them. 
And as we wind us down, Psalms 37, 39. Look at these cool verses. But the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their strength in time of trouble. Feed on that. No matter what God calls you to do, you can do it. If you feed on the food he gives you. If you feed on yourself, on doubt, your intellect, your ability, you'll chicken out. You feed on God, you'll do it. Verse 40 says, And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. I don't know what my husband's going to do. I don't know what he's going to, if he's ever going to come. Read Psalms 37. Don't fret. Yeah, but if he throws me out into a nowhere I won't make, I can't get a job. Don't fret. That's what the word says. What's in, what, what were we singing? God of all creation or some God of all universe. Majesty. Can't take care of one person. We sing those songs. And until we're in them, we're like... Singing majesty. Still have everybody here. I want to sing majesty. No, I don't want to sing. I want to hear majesty. Can we do that? Can we kill some lights and get up and worship and praise God? And look, let's just admit it. Let's just say, God, we're prone to fret. We're prone to worry. I don't know if I see one person here who can really say, I don't, I don't ever worry. I don't. We just do. We do when we know we shouldn't. We do when we try not to. And so let's just be honest with God. And as we close out this day, God, make it a point to read Psalm 37. Say, Lord, I want to trust you. I want to trust you. I want to just simply feed on your faithfulness and who you are, God, and what you are to me. God, just you and me. Majesty. Let's stand.